Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Michael Unbroken here, author, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma, and you are listening to the Michael Unbroken podcast. Super excited for today to be joined by my great friend, Russ Yeager. Russ is an incredible, transformative coach, business owner, entrepreneur, 10Xer, all the things, and Russ, my friend, could not be more excited to have you here today. How are you, man? What's going on? I'm doing awesome, Michael. Great to see you, brother. I, like I said, uh, when we were talking before, I already know this is going to be a great conversation. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, there's people you meet in your life and you go, I was supposed to meet you. But before we get into that, Russ, talk to me about your journey. How did you end up here today? Yeah, so, so today, as you mentioned, I'm a transformation coach. I'm 46 years old. Um, I help men and women get the physical, mental, emotional health they need so that they can fulfill what they were put on earth to do and live a life they love. That's my mis- personal mission. And I have two personal training studios uh, here in Atlanta. I have, and then we do online coaching and personal training. Uh, and I think it's 15 states now and three countries. So, uh, well, seven countries with the coaching, three with the, with the personal training. We can talk about that later if you want, kind of how that evolved just over the past year. Um, so, you know, I'm at 46, I've run three businesses. I have three kids, five and under, and I'm the fit dad with abs. So I keep abs here in 65 days a year. And I don't say that to brag. Uh, I say that for motivation, inspiration, because I started out the chubby kid. I don't have great genetics. You know, I'm tall. I'm 6'6". Six, six, so I managed to grow up tall, lanky, buck tooth, headgear, um, but also chubby at the same time. I had a spare tire, and I hated going to the pool. 
Uh, you know, my friends all seem to freaking have the flat stomach, the abs, and, and they seem to eat whatever they want. Uh, I love to eat then. I still love to eat. I've struggled with uh, um, overeating, binge eating my whole life. Still have to work through that. I'm very open about that. And, um, you know, I just, I, I didn't know what to do. And then finally, you heard my story. I think I was 10 or 11. Or I know I was 10 or 11. And my dad had a big VHS camera. So for your audience who's old enough to remember those, you know, took up the whole room. And he's doing home, home movies. And he asked me to introduce myself. And I said, my name's Russ. I like soccer. You know, I love my dog, Rudy. like basketball. And then I pause and look down. And I said, and I'm fat. And my parents look at each other and, you know, I don't know what to say. And then my mom uh, said, you know, Russ, you're not fat. You're just husky. And she said that because I had to get the husky pants going back to school, which I hated that word. I still hate the word. Like, I wish they just called it the fat pants. And it was like, you know, like you said, these moments, it like clicked. Like, it pissed me off. And I think she, she's never told me, you know, I think she did it to piss me off. Um, and it worked because she used to talk to me about, hey, you know, you should eat healthier. You should work out this and that. And I just remember I started running, my dad ran, and um, I guess I got healthier, but my body didn't change. And I didn't understand, and this is lesson number one, like you, people do cardio, 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 and it's good for your heart. But if you want to transform your body, uh, you need to focus on strength training. And we can talk about why if you want to get into that. And I learned that in my late teens, early 20s. And I started, oh, man, I'm getting these muscles. Uh, I like it and um, really got into it. Uh, but just like a lot of people, I went to college got my undergrad, I got my master's in accounting, I got recruited by one of the bigger accounting firms. So I'm working, you know, long, long hours, man, um, traveling all the time, late night business dinners. I'm in my 20s. So I'm drinking and partying with my friends and coworkers. And um, I was working out consistently. I wasn't in terrible shape. But I remember back to that kid was like that kid wanted to be like the, you know, I watched WWF wrestling. I love like the guys that were all ripped up. I want, I want to be that guy with the abs. You know, I don't know what it was about the abs. And I said, you never did it, man. And then so at 27, I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I made a decision. I made a commitment. I hired an online coach, hired the top natural bodybuilder in the world. I entered one of those 12 week transformation contests, you know, before and after the fake tan, the whole deal. And I uh, did everything my coach said and took my body fat from, you know, percentage around 25% to like 5%, which people don't know. That's like on stage, completely shredded, unnecessary to get that lean. But, you know, I did it for the contest. And this is in 12 weeks. So, I mean, it's when you're focused and I did it, I was extreme. Most people will not do, I'm very clear about that. It's very possible in 12 weeks to make like crazy body transformation, but you got to be all in. And, and I mean, I was working out five, six days a week, you know, uh, eating, you know, quote unquote, perfectly or what I thought was perfect at the time. Um, and it sparked, uh, you know, I won the contest. And so I got sponsored by uh, the supplement company that, you know, that sponsors the contest got to be a sponsored athlete with them at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, which is the largest uh, fitness bodybuilding expo in the world still today. Started writing for some of the bodybuilding fitness magazines. I was like, this is what I was put on earth to do. People started asking me if I could train them. And I said, sure. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it took me a while to finally quit my, you know, uh, job because I had a good job. You know, the CPA working for a good big firm, making good money or what I thought was good money at the time. And, uh, but finally, you know, quit my job. And, and that was in 2006. So here we are. 15 years later, um, you know, today. That, that's incredible, man. Quite the journey. And, and 
so many things in there we can dive into, but my brain immediately goes to Husky. Um, and the reason why is because like, dude, I will never, ever, ever forget this till the day I live. You know, we, we grew up in poverty. We were super poor. It was rare if we ever got new clothes, super rare. And one day my grandmother, right before I was starting middle school, you know, that seventh, that sixth grade year, right after elementary school, we're going to buy summer cl or clothes for the, the fall school year. And she takes us to Walmart, which, you know, might as well have been Gucci. And we walk in and none of the kids clothes fit me, but all of the men's clothes are too big. And there's a sign in the corner, I'll never forget this. And it said Husky on it. And I was just like, damn, I was defeated, man, super defeated. And, and like you, I had the struggle with the back and forth of weight for years and years and years of trying to get into it, of having the ebb and flow of the career and the life and, and things like that. Now, you know my story and these guys have heard it a million times, but if you haven't, at one point I was 350 pounds. Right. And there was so much of it that was intertwined with just the experience of not believing in myself, of not thinking I was capable of not having self-love. And I, I think it's easy for people to hear this and go, oh, good job, Russ. You just started going to the gym. Congratulations. You ate well. Right. And, and that was my thought, too, because for years I'd look at people and I'd go, oh, you're fit. Who do you think you are? But what I didn't understand, what I now understand is that it all starts up in your head. It's all about your mindset. It's all about the way you, you think about yourself in the world. Talk to me about the journey around your mindset, especially that young to be like, I'm gonna go run. Yeah, sure, maybe mom pissed me off, but I'm gonna go and do this. I'm gonna make action. But then again, cause I fell in the same trap. I got fit when I was 15, 16, 17, right? I played school athletics and sports when I went to school. And by the time that I was in my twenties, man, I had ballooned up working for corporate America. So I had these multiple mindset shifts. Talk to me about your journey there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first of all, man, I, I agree. Like mindset, it's everything. I mean, the more I live life, you know, go on the journey, you know, try to um, grow my business and succeed in different ways. Like, dude, the <laughs> mind is everything. And, you know, the, 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 you know, what you think about is what you talk about, what you talk about becomes your life, you know, think and grow rich, the secret law of attraction, manifestation, like all that is 100% real and scientific and it works, but it's kind of, and so people, so a lot of people say, well, no, it doesn't work. You know, I've tried it and it doesn't work for me. I like to compare it to working out. Like it's, it's a systematic thing, but it's hard as freak. It's kind of like going on, you know, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to lose hundred pounds and get fit. And you, you know, you work out one day and you eat, you know, healthy. And the next day you, you know, you fall off the wagon and eat a large pizza and drink beer. You're, you're not going to get the results because you're not consistent. It is hard, at least for me to consistently put into my mind and put out into the universe exactly what I want because those thoughts start creeping in those negative thoughts our brains are you know meant to protect us from dinosaurs you know trying to kill us they're not meant to think positive thoughts and so it's not natural and it's not um it's not easy which is why which is what I think a lot of people don't understand like it works but you have to be focused and intentional about it and that's not necessarily an easy thing uh so in my childhood man I mean I'm not a you know better than me. I'm not a childhood psychologist, but you know we know we get so much of our uh, mindset, our programming from our parents. And then again, I look at like you know my mom was very, she was into like aerobics and just aggressive and out there like you know just living life and just kind of that tough you know go get it mentality and 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 very fit. 
And like I said, she was, you know, didn't like that I was chubby, would say things, try to encourage me. I remember, okay, here's here's another story. So I remember uh, after my first uh, basketball game, I was, uh, I think it was first grade, I guess it was first grade. And I came home and, uh, and, and my mom, my dad took me to the game. My mom, you know, stayed home and she was my, with my sister or whatever and said, who won? I said, we won. What was the score? 33 to uh, 25. How many points did you score? Like all of them. <laughs> and I was the tallest guy. I just, they just threw it to me in the center. She comes to the next game and uh, it was very similar. I scored maybe not all the points, but most of them. And she said, you played good, but you, you play mushy. <laughs> you play mushy. <laughs> kind of rhymes with husky, right? Almost. And it made me so freaking mad that I became the most aggressive player. Um, like they, I, I would, I remember in uh, high school, I had four fouls in the first quarter. Like they had to get me out. I was the most aggressive player on the team. I remember our coach would say, like, if it probably too aggressive for basketball, I probably should have played football. They actually tried to get me, but I really liked basketball. And I remember, but my coach said, if I go to war, Coach Honeycutt said, if I go to war, I want Jaeger in the foxhole with me. Um, and so I, so even though at the time I didn't like, um, you know, my mom being quote unquote being mean to me, like she instilled a, um, a fire that served me really well, like just to this day, like if something challenges me, if my back's up against the wall, like I just do another another uh, level of intensity comes out that like, I'm just gonna like, it's almost like I love the challenge. I love adversity. I think that's why it's, almost, I don't know if it's healthy or not, but it's almost probably like why I got into natural bodybuilding because it's just so, especially towards the end, like you're basically starving and trying to get to 0% body fat, you know, while building muscle. And it's, you know, which are two counter, uh, counter goals. And it's, it's just absolutely brutal on your body, but I almost like, almost like love that, that challenge in a way, if that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, first off, I hear the word resiliency in there, right? Because you do have to, you have to walk through the fire, right? I think about this all the time, like you have to be willing to step into adversity to get to where you want to go. And that can be something as terrifying as quitting the job, leaving the relationship, starting the business, going to the gym for the first time. Dude, I'll never forget this. 25 years old, 350, smoking two packs a day, like I need to take care of my physical body. I'm going to go do hot yoga. This was over a decade ago, dude, nobody was doing it. Nobody was doing it. I walked into this hot yoga studio up in Indianapolis is the only one in the city. And it was just nothing but super fit, sweaty women. And like, you got to think about this, dude, men weren't doing yoga 10, 12 years ago. They just weren't. And I was terrified. And I went 65 straight days because I said, you know what, this is more, my fear is less important than the life that I want to have. But I was in that place where I was still like, which I think a lot of people who are listening, they're going to be adults and they're battling that thing where like, it's the work mentality, go out and have the drinks, go out and have the pizza, go out and have the things. And I'm not saying I'm a proponent of having the joyful things in life. You are, I know you're a pizza guy. I get it. I relate. But how do you work through this conversation where the peer pressure is there every day, where in your heart, you're like, I want to go and take care of myself. I want to be the leader of my life. I want to show up in my community, but I'm getting drawn into this societal norm of like, we're going to go and smash some beers after work. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that, man? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I want I want to dive in. I got to ask you first if you because I don't know if you shared on the show. If you have, if you have, that's okay. But if you haven't, like, what made you walk into that yoga studio? Because I never had to lose. I yeah, I know. What'd you lose? 150 pounds? Yeah, like like 125. I never went through that journey. What went on in your your mind to say enough is enough? Yeah, well, you know, I had this moment, I looked at myself in the mirror, I didn't recognize the reflection on the other side. And I started asking myself, like, what do I have to do to have the life that I want to have? And the words, no excuses, just results, like just like, like, like if Zeus threw a lightning bolt at me, like hit me in the chest. And I was like, I'm just so tired. I was fat once I got in great shape. I had a six pack, I got fat again, like, what is happening? And I made it my mission and my goal to get healthy again and to get a six pack again. Now, because I was older, it took a much longer time to get that six pack again. But I did because I was driven by it because I understood something. And that was how was I going to heal my mind if I didn't take care of my body and I just stopped making excuses I got out of my own way. And I just I went through the hell of getting in shape. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that, man. And, and you just answered the, so the, your question to me, um, you know, of how do you, how do you combat everything coming at you and, and do what you need to do to get the results you want versus what feels good in the moment? I mean, you just answered it. The side, there's a psychological part and then there's the physical strategy. So go through both. You answered the psychological part. You have to get to a point where there, there's no other option other than change, where the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of, of making change. And that's what it, unfortunately, what it takes for most people uh, to make that change. And so that's the, the real answer, the psychological answer. And if you don't have that right, then your, you know, all the physical strategies in the world are not going to work or not going to work long term. You know, the, in terms of the physical strategies is, you know, I believe in the beginning, you need to figure out what to do. And it's not that complicated. I tell people there's two types of workouts you need to do. Number one, something you enjoy uh, so that you'll be more, at, more likely to do it. Because uh, guess what the number one um, factor in getting results in your fitness program is? Like when people come to us, you know, we take our time, we customize everything, we look at their background, look at injuries, look at any imbalances, we create the perfect plan for them, nutrition, sets, reps, periodization, all that. But the most important factor is if they're consistent and if they're going to, if they're supposed to work out four times a week, that they work out four times a week above everything else, uh, that consistency. So you need to have something that you're excited about, or at least that you believe in, if you hate exercise, because I know some people do. And number two, the strength training, I mentioned that earlier. And the reason for that is the strength training is the only thing that's gonna transform your body. Um, we know that it gives us muscles, gives us strength, which is super important, not only for appearance, but for you know, aging, uh, so that you have you know, strong functional strength and muscles, and you don't you know, start to punch forward, and you've got strong you know, bones and prevent osteoporosis and osteopenia, all that kind of stuff, uh, but also, <clears throat> Lifting weights is your biggest fat burning asset. And the reason is that every pound of, once you hit about 30, 35, every people start to lose um, lean muscle mass every year, about a pound, you know, half a pound every year. And the problem is lean muscle mass is what drives your base metabolic rate. And your base metabolic rate is the number of calories your body burns every day. So let's say you've got somebody that their base metabolic rate is 2000 calories a day. That means they burn 2000 calories. They can lay in bed all day. Theoretically, if they ate 2,000 calories, not going to gain weight, not going to lose weight. So what do most people do when they want to lose weight? They go on a huge diet, man. I'm going to eat hardly any food. I'm going to eat 1,000 calories, 800 calories, and I'm going to do tons of cardio. So they lose weight. They have to. If you're in a calorie deficit, you lose weight. 
The problem is some of that weight, some of that weights, a lot of that's water, especially if you do a low carb or a keto diet. Carbohydrate, people don't realize this. Carbohydrates hold two to three grams of water. Get rid of the carbs, water flushes out. Hey, I've lost 10 pounds in a week. Nothing's changed, not good or bad. You lose some fat, which is a good thing, but inevitably, if your calorie deficit is too big and or you're not lifting weights or doing resistance, some kind of resistance training, you're going to lose muscle, which is a huge problem because you lose that muscle. Now you're probably starving because you did this friggin' unsustainable diet. Start eating like you used to again, but big problem. Your base metabolic rate's not 2000 anymore. It's only say 1700. So now you actually gain more weight and most people repeat. Then you get motivated again. Same thing. Most people are driving their base metabolic rate lower and lower and lower every year and age is making it worse and, the, and it gets harder and harder and they either stay in that vicious cycle or give up. So it works the opposite though. So strength training, every pound, of lean, I know I'm going through a lot, but if you guys can listen to this, every pound of lean muscle that you build burns an extra 10 to 40 calories a day. So for example, my male clients that work with me the first year average 10 to 20 pounds of lean muscle built. Women average five to 10 pounds and that's not going to make you big and bulky spread out makes you nice and uh, you know tone looking great. But let's say you put on 10 pounds of lean muscle and you're just burning an extra 20 calories a day per pound of lean muscle. You're burning an extra 200 calories a day, all day, every way. You, you and I both love Grant Cardone, right? He talks about passive income being the holy grail for finance. This is passive fat burning, baby. And there's nothing better than burning fat all day long, whether you're working or sleeping or, or eating. Uh, so those, So having a plan you believe in First of all, making a commitment, making a true decision and commitment, plan you believe in, and then doing having the strength training over cardio any day of the week. Uh, Nutrition is important. We can talk about that if you want. And then the third secret sauce is, is accountability, you know, especially in the beginning, having someone, I mean, you're a coach, I'm a coach, having someone to show you the path, give you the right information, and then to hold you accountable and inspire you and keep you on track, um, you know, when you feel like falling off. And then the last thing is finding something that's sustainable. So, you know, I was talking about, you know, <clears throat> you got to make a decision. You know, I was hardcore in this contest. All that works, but the problem is it's not sustainable for most people. And I started to train my clients same way, like a bodybuilder, eat your chicken and broccoli every two hours, alternate with your protein shake. Guess what? Bodies transformed <clears throat> in 12 weeks, but then they're like, screw this. This is no kind of lifestyle. So for the past seven years, <clears throat> I've been obsessed with, you know, now that I'm a little bit older, I want for me, it was all about the abs. Now I want to live a long time. I want to live to 100 plus, one of my goals. I want to have great energy. I want to feel good. I want to be mobile. I want to be there for my kids. You know, I'll be able to travel the world with my wife, Emily. We both love to travel. Um, but guess what? I still want to have the abs. Can I do all of that together? And guess what? I still want to eat pizza. I want to be able to eat ice cream. I want to be able to pretty much eat whatever I want, have carbs, and even have a couple of glasses of wine every once in a while. That's been my mission. The answer is yes. If you've got the right information, the right strategy, um, then you can do all that. And you can't eat as much as you want of whatever you want. That's unrealistic. You have to, to um, figure it out into a, a reasonable eating plan. But when you can do it that way, now it's something you can feel great, look great, have great energy. And it's something you can do for the rest of your life versus killing yourself with something that is, you know, you can force yourself to do for a period of time but then is, is unsustainable. But having that coach, that person to, to hold you accountable, to make sure you do it, because the reality is if you're 30, 40, 50 years old and you hadn't gotten this part of your life figured out yet, maybe you can do it on your own like you did. I couldn't. I had to hire a coach uh, so that I could get where I wanted to go quicker.
Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this, right? And those are all amazing points. And I'll say this, I, I actually became a, a certified personal trainer nutritionist a few years ago. I didn't actually do it on my own because I went and I learned, right? I went, I got a, I got an ACE certification because I was like, you know what? There's things I don't know. I'm not getting everything that I want. My body is not transforming the way I want it to be. Um, I'm getting injured too frequently. Like there's something going on here. I was getting hurt too frequently. There's something going on here that I need to go and get help on. But I, I think you're spot on. And, and part of this mission, and, and as you were speaking, came to mind is, you know, there was something I had to give up to get this lifestyle. I had to quit some things. I had to quit drinking every day. I had to quit smoking cigarettes every day. I had to quit my favorite thing, eating gummy bears. I had to quit eating gummy bears every day, man, because I had to focus on what do I want? What's more important right now, the moment instantaneously, instantaneous pleasure or what comes on the backside? And I think about this every day. There's three C's that I apply into my life, into my coaching, into my business, into my practice, into my relationships, into my friendships, into everything. Community, connection, and commitment. Do I have a community to have help the support, right? Because you've got to have the support. No one as great has ever done anything on their own. You can't name them because they don't exist. No one has ever done anything great on their own. And connection is so much about that accountability. I need to be around people who are going to help me go to where I want to go. And then the last part is the commitment. Just like you said, you've got to be like, I am committed. Hell or high water, no matter what. I'm going to go through and I'm going to do this, but it's also, and I think a point I'm going to, I'm going to add some words here. I know you didn't say them, but you have to be willing to ask for help. You have to be willing to say, I don't understand it all. I need help. I need someone to come in. That's how you and I met a quick segue. So I'm in Miami. What was this? February. March, whenever this was. I have no idea what this 10X thing is. Never heard of Grant Cardone. I don't understand what I'm doing. I'm just like, I'm at a marketing conference. Turns out it's actually an entrepreneur conference, which is even better because I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm sitting there and it's the first day and there's a guy behind me as we're getting ready to go to lunch break. And he's got this lady next to him and they're chatting away. And I hear her say something and I turn around and I go, hey, I'm Michael. And you go, hey man, what's that shirt about? Think Unbroken. And a hello, literally Russ, a hello has changed my life in three months because what happened is I got an opportunity. Everybody knows this, so I won't go into the story, but to pitch my business to Grant Cardone, the undercover billionaire for a $10,000 investment. And I said to myself, I'm going to go win that for Think Unbroken, for this message, for my community. It is my commitment to end generational trauma, but I know I can't do it alone. And so what happened, Russ, you remember this, I picked up the phone and I said, hey, Russ, will you help me? And I believe that we are always one hello away from changing our lives, but you have to be willing to ask for help. And why I asked you for help for, for those of you listening or watching is because the year before, Russ is the person who won that pitch off and Grant Cardone invested $10,000 into his business. And so I said to myself, well, if he did it, why would I not ask for help? You have to understand something really important that asking for help can be the difference between success and failure in your life. Russ, what I'm leading to in this, talk to me about the power of the vulnerability, especially as a man, because I do have some men listening right now, of asking for help and the role that that's played in your life. Yeah, well, as men, we're, we're stubborn. That's why we, you know, we'll drive and get lost for three hours versus asking for directions. Um, but man, like your, your example is perfect. And that's crazy. Like I, I, I think of you as like, 
Mr. 10X, and I, I forget that you were just introduced to the community, you know, back in February. So I, I, I remember that day we met, man, and it's like, like you said, some people you're supposed to meet for a reason, and I know you and I were meant to uh, meet for a reason, but it's crazy. Like, you, you gave the, one of the simplest and one of the best pieces of advice right there is to ask for help, but then to take it one step further. So who, did, who do you ask for help? Because you got to be careful. Right. There's a lot of people, especially everybody's a freaking coaching consultant and they want to tell you how to make more money, you know, get more leads, get in shape, you know, the best relationship. Well, who are you getting your results from? Who are you getting your advice from? Right. If I if I want to know how to grow my business and create generational wealth, guess what? Grant Cardone is is one of the guys I'm going to because he has done all of that and continues to do that. So if you want, it's kind of like say, don't go to the dentist with rotten teeth. Don't go to the fitness guy that knows everything, but they're out of shape. And so you knew you wanted to win that contest. And so it sounds natural. Of course, of course, you're going to go ask the guy who won last year. Hey, you got any advice? You know how many other people wanted to win that contest? Probably everybody. You know how many people came to me and asked me for advice? I think I shared this with you. Two, you and Dr. Greg Persley. Guess who came in second place? Dr. Greg. And so that, like, guys, like the simplest thing, if you, if you modeling, if you want something, find someone who's already done what you want and ask their advice. And here's the last thing is you'll be surprised how much not only they're willing to help you, but they want to help you. And I don't know if you were surprised, but like, dude, I could feel it in your, did you leave me a voice message or a, a text message? Yeah. Initially I sent you a voice note. Okay, so that's why I felt it. I was gonna say I even felt it in your in your uh, in your um, writing. So that that's that's smart, voice or video, because communication is uh, what ninety three percent tonality and uh, body language. If you're in person, if you're not in person, it becomes almost virtually all tonality. So I I could feel it, dude, like that you wanted this, and I knew as soon as Emily you, you reached out to Emily too. She said this guy's gonna win, and then we made it like our personal mission like how many times did we communicate back and forth that day we made it like our, we wanted you to win because we knew number one you you wanted it you're asking for help like people want to help people who are hungry um excited asking for help and, and have a great obviously having a great mission and something to share the world like i wanted genuinely wanted to help you so much so man that that could be the number one, uh, there's a lot of success principles, like the number one thing, especially to get faster. If you, can, if you got enough desire, you got enough hunger, you're committed enough, you'll figure it out. But instead of just running a brick wall after brick wall and you know getting there bullheadedly over 15 or 20 years, skip to the front of the line, ask someone who's done exactly what you want to do for help. And, and you'll be surprised how much not only they will be willing to help you, but will be happy to help you. Because it's rare. Like it's not, I haven't met a lot of people that are like really want to be successful and actually willing to do what it takes to get there. So when somebody like you comes to me like that, man, it, it, it fires me up to where I, I want to, because I know that you're going to go out. It's just not just about you. Like think of all the people now that you've reached and the lives that you've changed uh, because you did, you know, get on that stage and win that contest and continue to get on stages. Yeah. And, and look, and I'll, I'll say that, and obviously I'm, I'm incredibly appreciative of you and, and grateful for that. But the, the thing is, Russ, I spent years of my life not asking for help, thinking that I could do it by myself and just watching myself suffer, right? 
because I, I was like, I'm a man, men don't ask for help. The strongest thing you will ever do is ask for help. But sometimes, and this is important, this is a catalyst in all of this that I didn't mention, but I want to because it matters. Sometimes you have to pay to be in the room. Sometimes you have to pay to have the mentor. Sometimes you have to pay. And that could be time. It could be energy. It could be volunteering. It could be cash. But there is an investment. Russ, I think a lot of people lose sight on the fact that you do have to invest in yourself in all of these different ways. How has investing in yourself paid dividends in your life? Because people are terrified to spend $10 on a book sometimes, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's, it's been uh, everything. I mean, from the, you know, from when I won that contest at 27 years old, I, I hired a coach. I still work with fitness coaches today, you know, because even though I know what I'm doing, I know how to transform my body. I know how to stay lean, fit, strong. Like there's things I don't know about stretching, about recovery. Um, you know, I have 30 years old. I was diagnosed with early bone on bone arthritis. At 41, I had a hip re uh, replaced. I have a titanium hip at 46 years old and another hip that's hip of a 70 year old. Most people never know that uh, because I work with experts now to do things uh, to make my legs feel almost as freaking normal as, as they could feel. Uh, so I'm always learning in terms of business. I mean, it's everything. I mean, I've invested hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars easily in uh, coaches, programs, events, uh, mentors over the years. Um, and it's worth every penny. But, the, you know, but to your point, like you don't have to, if you don't have that money right away, like buy a book, a book can, a $10, $15 book uh, can literally change your life. You're like, well, I want to work with, again, like Grant Cardone, I can't work with him yet. Buy one of his books or even give some of his books away for free. So, you I mean, you, that's what's amazing about the world today. Like you could get access to anybody you want through, through a book or even, you know, a lot of people put out free content, like, you know, this podcast, there, there's access, but man, coaching um, is incredible, but, but there is something to pay. And in the, I've all, I found the more you pay to be in a room, uh, the, um, I don't want to say higher quality people because everybody is, is a high quality person, but in terms of, of business and people who can help you take your business to the next level, those relationships, you're going to find, you know, people who are willing to invest in themselves um, are typically successful and no other successful people. So yeah, it's, it's huge, man. Yeah. And, and I have found, and look, I used to be anti self-help guy. Like when I would see these dudes like Brendan Burchard and Marie Forleo and Tony Robbins and, and Napoleon, I'd be like, these guys are so full of shit. Who do these guys think they are? And I was so adamantly against it, but I'm going to tell you right now, without question, the most important thing that I ever did was pick up a book and just go, I don't have the answers. I need help, but there's vulnerability in that, right? And, and vulnerability and, and you coming to terms with the acknowledgement of, you know what, I need support. And maybe I don't have the money to invest, but maybe I can get it somehow else, right? Through online, through podcasts, through whatever that thing may be. One of the things as we continue to dive deeper into this conversation is I think about the correlation between my mental health and my physical health and how when I started taking care of my body, my mind felt stronger my soul, my constitution, my conviction felt stronger. Like I could take on the world and the challenges of the day in and day out. Can you talk about like the impact of why your mental health and physical health are so intertwined? hundred percent. It had to do one last thing on the, the events to, to maybe give people motivation. I think if you, when you can get in a room, get in a room because a book is amazing, but there's nothing like being in the room. And so there's, we were talking about this before the, before we went live. 
is it's a lot of people think, well, I'm paying for the event to go learn the information. That's only one third of what you're getting when you invest in, in, a, in an event or a program or a mastermind. You're getting the information, you're getting the environment and the network. We talked about mindset is everything. So now you're working on mindset, you're getting that positive mindset, you're getting, mindset, you're getting that network. And the third thing, this is something I just kind of, I guess, as because I, I was the same way, man, I'm an accountant. So I'm like, numbers, oh, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm spending this money. No, so I've got to make an ROI. I got to make a return on investment. So I would literally go to every event. So if I spent five grand on an event, my goal was to get five grand in business from that event. And to this day, um, I pretty much do that every time I go to an event or even exceed it. And it's not that I'm going in, you know, hey, you want to work with me? You want no? I'm not the cheesy guy handing out cards, but I walk in. I'm a fitness guy. I practice what I preach. I take care of myself. You know, I talk to people. To your point, I introduce myself. You know, I have good energy. People naturally ask me what I do. And you're, you know, Jim Rohn uh, said that, you know, success isn't something that you chase. It's something you attract by being an attractive person. So if you're in the right environment and you're living your purpose and you have a great value to add to the world, like people are going to want to do business with you. So every, literally every event I've invested in, I make more money back. So I hope that gives people motivation. The mindset and the body goes together 1 million uh, percent. And so what I, one of the things I teach is you know, there's a lot of things you can do for your mind, you know, meditation, affirmations, um, you know, reading, all that kind of stuff. I do all that. And that's all great. But, the, you know, the fastest way to change your mindset is to move your freaking body, get a great workout. You know, I like one of my favorite uh, sayings is don't wait to get motivated to move, move to get motivated. I mean, you move Tony Robbins teaches, you change your physiology is the freaking fastest way uh, to change your mindset. It's really hard to go out and get a great workout in and then be in a bad mood. You might be in a bad mood while you're doing it, which gets back in. You know, try to find something that you enjoy. For me now, it's, it's lifting weights. I love it, walking outside in the sun. When I do that, I do my workouts about an hour before this. Like I feel like freaking Superman. And so it's huge, man. But so many people I think are trying to think themselves into being in a better mood. And they're like, shit, I feel like, I feel like freaking shit. Like how, oh, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy. This doesn't work, it's BS. Don't, just move your body. Get out, move your body, get in the sunshine. Vitamin D is real, uh, our bodies need it. And, and that will instantly, um, you know, put yourself in a better mood. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and I think about it every day, Mike, you go look at my calendar. I know when I'm working out. I know when I'm meditating. I know when I'm journaling. I know when I'm doing every single thing of every single day, because it's so important. Talk to us about routine. Cause I there's, I'm going to guess, I don't know. I've never asked you this question. I am going to assume that there is a 0% chance that you do not use a calendar. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a freak with, with routine. I mean, I'm a, a creature of habit. I do the same things, uh, you know, pretty much every day. And I, you know, it's, uh, you, you hear successful people is they, they do. I mean, that consistency, you just, I just rewrote my, you know, book, live longer, feel better, look great naked. And I, I threw out the book. I taught, I taught, I get all my best strategies and this and that and macros and intermittent fasting, you know, weights versus machines and all that stuff you know, slow cardio versus intense cardio, and all that's important. Uh, but the, the two biggest factors for success in terms of transforming your body, and I would say this applies to anything in life, is consistency and intensity. And I used to put them equal because I like intensity, <laughs> you know, but um, consistency is number one. Even if you, so you got somebody who's got a perfect program, completely dialed in, best athletic coach in the world, 
and then you got somebody who has a, in it, but they're not consistent. And then you got a mediocre program. This person never misses. This person wins every single time. And it, I don't know if this is on on visual, but the person who has the mediocre plan uh, that's consistent is going to win every single time. So freaking, and I wish I had a better answer, but boring old consistency um, is is the the key. Yeah, a commitment, right? I mean, I I think about trudging through the the days of going through the yoga, going to the gym, being on the treadmill, being on the, just like getting my body used to moving again after being stagnant for so long. And then like the consistency of doing CrossFit, of running a 5k every day of all of those things. But ultimately, you know, things would happen. I, and I realized after doing CrossFit for like four years, I was like, you know, what? actually I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in this anymore. I'm going to do Muay Thai. I'm going to practice fighting. I'm going to do something that makes me happy and excited, but it all started at zero. And, and, and I want to, I want to talk about this for a minute. Cause I think it's really important. A you have to deploy, I believe a tremendous amount of patience to be able to change your body, but B you have to start. How do you Russ? I'm sitting here. What, let's pretend I didn't do all the things I did. We're having this conversation. I'm 350 pounds. I'm smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. I'm drinking myself to sleep. I'm back at 25 years old. My body is a wreck. My mind's a wreck. I'm having five pack attacks a day, consuming sugar like it's my job. I am your worst client, Russ. Where do I start, man? How do I start this process? Yeah, I would, I would ask you, you know, Michael, do you want to change? Yeah. Let's say I do. Let's say, you know what, Russ, I'm tired of it. I look at myself in the mirror. I'm wearing a size four XL shirt, size 47 pants. I can't even get the belt. I had to go buy another belt again. I'm yeah. ready, Russ. I'm committed, man. What yeah. do I do? Yeah. So we, you know, we, we, I'd go through, what do you want? Right. So specifically, and we don't, we don't have to do the, the whole role play, but you got to be very clear. Okay. You, you know, you, you're ready to change. What do you want? You know, you want to go from here to here. You know, 150 pounds, whatever it is, 50 pounds, 30 pounds, three sizes, no energy to energy, you know, and then I'll honestly got to need to tell you what it's going to take to go from here to here, because some people, you know, want to go from here to here and no amount of time, you know, in six weeks. Okay, here's what it's going to take. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. So, okay, maybe I want to go from here to here and, and I want to, you know, do it in a longer period of time. So we got to, you know, you got to want to change first. We talked about that. And you got to have a straw. I would ask you why. Like, why is this important to you? Right. You know, what's going to happen if you don't change? Again, you've got to build that. Tony Robbins talks about the two biggest motivators are pain, pain and pleasure, with pain being the biggest motivator. You, you've got to stack that pain to where the pain of not making the change is greater than the pain of making a change because there's pains both ways. And then figuring out what's, what is the actual path to get there? And then making a handshake agreement. Are you willing to work out four days a week, you know, eat this amount of calories, you know, this structure, not expecting to be perfect, but expecting to be consistent. You're willing to do it for six months, um, typically six months to a year to match is what I found it takes to make a real transformation in three months. If you're going aggressive, you could transform your body. But I found six months is about the time it takes for where it really just becomes habit. I hate to say like brushing your teeth because there's still not there's still days I don't want to work out. Um, it's not completely automatic, but you know at that point at six months, if you can get yourself consistent, you can get the physical changes, you can get the mental emotional you know um, routines in your body. 
it's uh, it, it can be where it's just something, not that it's necessarily easy, but just something that you do. So you got to make that commitment. And then we figure out a plan to get you there. And then we work together. And that's why it's important to, to have a coach, whether it's, it's me or not, you know, for me to say, okay, Michael, you're ready. Let's do this. Here's your plan. Good luck. You know, you may go do it, but most people are, they're not going to, especially in the beginning, again, for that six month or whatever time frame, you need somebody checking in. I mean, I have a, a coaching accountability group of people who have, who go through my body transformation university, which is, you know, a year long program does exactly what you do for your workout, exactly for nutrition, you know, exercise demonstration video, mindset, mother, it's got everything. Like somebody can take that and get in shape to be on the cover of a, of a magazine. But the most important key component is once a week, we meet on Zoom and we check in. Hey, your goals for last week were this, how are you doing? So just that weekly check-in, there was a study done. Um, I can't remember the, 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 the school right now. It was Harvard or Yale or one of them anyway. I'm not getting exactly right, but there was a study and it showed that there were uh, people that were uh, just doing a simple walking program, right? And they, uh, one group had no accountability. The other group had got a phone call once a week. And the group that got the phone call once a week was, I think it was like nine or 10 times more um, stuck with their, their plan, like nine to 10 times more, just by getting that simple once a week check-in. So that accountability is, is huge in the beginning. Yeah. And, and that was my, that's the experience that I give clients that I coach as well, because even on this mental health side, it is like, you got to have accountability. You have to do the work. You have to do the exercises, the journaling, the meditation, the showing up. 99.999% of life is the showing up. It's the action. And to your point earlier, what you think becomes what you speak and what you speak are your actions and your actions inevitably will become your reality. It's funny. I wish you could see it. My computer monitor, my background literally says mindset is everything because that's what it's about. And if you believe, look, here's the thing at the end of the day, if you don't believe in yourself, then who will, right? But sometimes you need a little bit of help. Russ, my friend, I appreciate you being here so much. There's so much value today for people who are starting this journey or in this journey and want to go to the next level with their, their mind and body because they're so interconnected. But before I ask you my last question, tell everybody where they can find you and what you have going on. Definitely. I, I've enjoyed today so much, man. And, and so uh, my website, you know, I'm on social media, uh, Russ Yeager, it's Y-E-A-G-E-R. And uh, they can go to my website, russyeager.com. I actually just turned my uh, we're talking before turn my book i live longer feel better look great naked into an ebook i did all i wrote the book in 20 what is it 2014 uh so seven years later it's amazing like i've changed a couple of things pretty significantly um since then and, and so i did 2021 updates and i turned it into an ebook so i can reach more people my mission now my personal mission is to help 10 million people get the physical mental emotional uh health they need so that they can fulfill what they were put on earth to do and live a life they love and so I turn it into an ebook and they can go to russshaker.com uh, forward slash book and I'm giving it away for free um, uh, to your audience. So, Wow, that's incredible and very, very gracious, Russ. And I'm absolutely going to read that thing. Uh, my last question for you, my friend, is what does it mean to you to think unbroken? Man, um, I think it can mean, you asked what it means to me. That's a good question. It's a tough question. I'm going to share. I don't know if I'm going to answer your question directly, but I'm, I'm feeling two things I need to share right now. So number one is like, I, I know I just spewed out a lot of like stuff, especially when I was going through the, 
the you know the base metabolic rate and the blah 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 and your metabolism and all that. Um, so, but I want so I want you guys to know like I know so many people struggle with their physical, not only their physical health and weight, but mental, emotional, um, just just stress and depression. And so I just want you to know based on the thousands of people I've worked with who thought there was no hope, like whether you're 35, 45, 55, 65, and you failed, I don't care how many times, like your past doesn't equal your future. You can make a new decision today and you can have a healthy, fit body and mind. I promise you, for the person who doesn't believe that they can. And number two, um, you know, I know that you're, you, work with a lot of, you know, childhood trauma um, uh, clients, I guess. And, you know, I, I had, you know, I've never, I've had my challenges, but I've never, when I look at the world, I've never had any real, real challenges, but I do. So I don't know you, you're listening right now. Uh, I don't know your situation. I don't know how hard you've had it, uh, but I do know this and you don't have to believe me. That's okay. But I know that God put each of you on earth with a unique gift and message that you're the only person that can do what you were put on earth to do. Nobody else can do it your way. And so you need to know that and know that the world needs you to go out there and make a difference and that you can make a difference. So that's my answer to what it is to think unbroken. Because so many of us, I think all of us, to some degree or another, think we're broken, but we're not broken. You're exactly how you're supposed to be. Powerful, my friend. Goosebumps. I feel that, man. I feel that. I'd give you a hug right now if we were next to each other. Russ, my friend, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Unbroken Nation, please like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.